Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. All right. Purpose Driven Executives, thanks for being a part of what we're doing today. I am going to introduce you to someone who uh, has impacted me. And um, a lot of times I'm bringing people on who are where you're at and who are speaking from where you're at. But I'm bringing someone on today, I think, who can talk to where you're at and bring in some insight in, in terms of technology and communication and connecting with your people. Um, we've, we, we met, gosh, maybe a week or two ago now, and have, he's already made a difference with what I do. It is uh, the one and the only, look him up on LinkedIn right now, Jonathan Mahan. Jonathan, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on here, uh, Donnie. Definitely looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. All right. So before uh, we unveil you to, uh, to the audience who hasn't looked you up on LinkedIn quite yet, um, who are you not allowed to tell us what you do man talk to us about who is that masked man hmm can't tell you what i do that's an interesting way to ask that question because you're right we normally just answer with the with the, the more meaningless stuff so um i'm still you know fairly young guy very uh very ambitious very interested in the world and everything it has to offer um I have a family that I absolutely love and adore, two girls and my wife, and uh, one of like, the, the most enjoyable things in my life to this point, probably the most meaningful work I'll ever do, is actually getting to craft a human being, right? Through my words and my <laughs> actions, I actually get to mold and sculpt a, a human being. And so far, she's only four years old, but she's turning out to be incredible, far more incredible than I am. I love it. Um, that sounds like a kit you can pick up at the, uh, <laughs> you know, Walmart, you know, make a human, like a Chia pet, but it's like, this is, you're, <laughs> you're right. You are molding a human. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's quite a bit of fun, but yeah, I would say, uh, as far as who I am, I'm very much the, uh, the ambitious, energetic, driven type. Uh, I don't necessarily know what the heck I'm doing all the time. I'm just out here to experience what the world has to offer and to try my hand at a little bit of everything. Hence why I'm doing this podcast interview with you, right? <laughs> Look, at that. Look at that. Well, talk to me, talk to me, man. Um, before we before we jump into what we have for the executives, this is again just keeping it personal, keeping it real. This is the purpose driven executive. And so right now, as you would state it right now, we're, we're taking a snapshot. We are freezing where we're at. And if I were to say right now, Jonathan, the purpose of your life, your purpose, what would you say it is? So <clears throat> a, uh, actually a sales mentor of mine uh, last year and I kind of, you know, had a, had a really, really powerful talk. And one of the things that he recommended for me is that I get clear on, you know, as I'm sitting in my deathbed, looking back at my life, what are a couple things I really, really need and want to be true of my life? Right. So I think that's how I'll answer this question, you know, as far as what my purpose is. So, you know, after I gave it some thought, there were three things I came up with in the last year and a half. I, I really haven't changed those. So for me to be able to look back on my deathbed and be, feel satisfied that I fulfilled my purpose in life. Right. And that I lived the best life I could. I want it to be true that I gave everything all I had, right? I never held back. There's no instance where I look back and say, man, if I just throw myself at that a little harder, right? And really uh, giving it some effort, I could have done so much more. I want it to be true 
that I was a real catalyst in other people's life, right? And uh, in chemistry terms, right, uh, the reason catalysts are so significant is it's possible to have ingredients, right, in a beaker, and there'd be a lot of potential in there for something to happen, but nothing can happen, right? It's not until the catalyst is introduced that those materials, those products, can actually fulfill what they're meant to do, right, and actually reach that desired outcome. So the catalyst is the thing that takes the potential that exists that's just not going anywhere and actually makes something happen. So I really want to be a catalyst because I see so many people with so much potential around me, and a lot of people need a catalyst to really achieve that potential. A lot of organizations need that catalyst to achieve that potential. So I want to develop my skills to the point where I can be that catalyst for people. And the third thing is I want to really show the world another way to live. There's so many instances when you're looking at psychology and social psychology and, and kind of studying sociology where you see people looking to each other for cues and figuring out what the proper behavior is and all engaging in a negative destructive behavior. And a lot of times all it takes is one person to kind of be the one to stand out and say, actually, no, no, I, I don't think that's the way it should be and I'm going to do it this way. And once that one person taking that brave step, a lot of people will follow suit a lot of times. But if that one person never says, hey, there's a different way to live, a lot of times people get stuck in these patterns, right? So I want to be that person who shows the world a better way to live, whether it's, you know, the way I show up as a father, as a parent, or the way I express my masculinity, or whether it's the way I handle, you know, boss to employee relationships, or the way I treat people around me of a lower status than me, whatever it is, I want to be that one person that people look to and say, you know, I've always felt that's a better way to do it, but just been too like, you know, I don't know, embarrassed to do it that way. So I've just gone with the crowd. But now that I see him living life this way, I think, I think that's a better way to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. So those are my three things, right? <laughs> Jonathan, I love it, man. That is strong stuff. Uh, I always say, man, we need to be doing those things that we want to give others permission to do and only those things. Right. Yeah. And uh, man, the expression of that freedom that you're, that you're sharing right now and um, in, in determining, it's interesting when people look at vision, um, you will go into a lot of places. You work in a sales environment. I've worked in, you know, like I, I work, that's still, I'm heavily laden with people with sales teams. And a lot of times what they're going for, Jonathan, is like, it's the car, it's the house, it's something that shows that they've acquired a certain status. But those things, those things come and go. When we determine who we will be, uh, you know, that's the, that's the place where, first off, those things come and stay, uh, but also, more importantly, you're satisfied with life. So, so I love that. I want to take you back to, you said, you said the word catalyst. Yeah. And, and I, I often talk about that. I love, I love the, um, you, you really gave it, uh, you, you gave a really good uh, snapshot of what that is. Jonathan, who has been, who's been a catalyst in your life? And um, gosh, man, I'd like, yeah, I don't know. Who, who, who out there and how have they impacted you as a catalyst for you? Interestingly enough, and this might sound like a lame, dorky answer, but um, probably the biggest catalyst in my life have been authors of books that I've read, right? Because they more than anything have like opened my eyes to another way to live life. Right. And made me realize what potential was actually within me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
some of the leaders here at BombBomb have definitely helped along that journey as well, right? Um, and actually, our, our mutual friend Elise, to an extent, has helped with that too. Um, she's opened up some doors, given me some opportunities, which has helped me to recraft my view of myself. And the first step to making any change in your life is you got to change how you see yourself, right? Before yeah. the world can change how they see you. Yep. Um, but honestly, like when I when I think back, because for me, I started listening to audiobooks regularly about three years ago, and the change that's happened in the last three years has just been mind numbing. I can't believe I'm doing the things I'm doing now, considering who I was three years ago, right? And the way I've always viewed it is like, rather than having to live one lifetime to get one lifetime of experiences and not knowing until the end all that stuff that you wish you had known 40 years ago, through reading books, you get the chance to kind of skip to the end, to get a sneak preview of what those lessons are that you will have learned. And now I can still apply them now that I'm still in my 20s. So it's like cheating, really. Like I picture video games and cheat codes and that, right? Or those people who go to video game online forums and say, hey, I'm struggling, how do you fix this, right? And they get to take the knowledge of someone who's already done it and apply it to themselves. And I don't understand why in the world everyone doesn't do that. Because why would you stumble through this blindly and not know the answers till the end when you could just cheat and know the answers now and use that knowledge your entire life long. So, I mean, Brene Brown's a huge one, right? Her book, um, yeah, Daring me, Greatly. Some, give me some of these titles. Give me like, and by the way, this is like, this is like what I would call like, uh, almost like, like we have eight kids. I don't know if you knew that. And um, maybe I wouldn't be the best, per best person to teach this kid soccer. I definitely wouldn't be. And so we get a coach and that coach who has knowledge that I don't have can, can be can provide something that I couldn't provide as a, as a mentor to my child, and not all of us have great scenarios where the mentors are there. But you've given like really the best way that I've like personally experienced, and I've got a lot of great mentors. But books, man. So hit hit me with some of these titles. Give me some of yeah. the uh, so Brene Brown. Which one? Daring Greatly, or what's your all of her work? But I would say Daring Greatly is the one that you know the first one I read that significantly impacted my life and made me realize again there's another way to live. There's a better way to live. In fact, when I talk about that like rock of mine for my life about showing the world a better way to live, one of the main ways I want to manifest that is through that openness, authenticity, and vulnerability. That's one of those areas where a lot of times it takes one person to raise their hand and be vulnerable for suddenly everyone else to feel like they have permission to do that too. So her work has been huge um, on my life. I would definitely say there's a, there's a book called How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen by Joanna Faber. Oh my God, if you got little kids. Like, again, this is one of those things where I'm like, you know what? By the time I was done raising my fourth kid, I may have figured these things out, but at that point, it'd be too late to apply them. Where now here I am with my first kid and I now get to have this knowledge and it's like, dang. I literally get the knowledge of someone who spent the last 40 years researching this stuff and practicing this stuff, and I get to steal that knowledge with almost zero work and apply it to my kid. All right. That's not fair. <laughs> Joanna Faber had to do 40 years of research to figure that out, and I got to do eight hours of listening to figure that out? Right. That ain't fair at all, <laughs> you know? So that's been huge in my parenting and really helped me enjoy being a parent more, right? So there's more joy moments, less stress moments, although, of course, there's plenty of both. Um, so that's been an awesome one. And there's a book called Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards, which is all about understanding people better and, you know, building better relationships. Because um, I naturally don't have like the best people skills, right? So for me, I've always felt like that's the area that helped me back more than anything. And this book Captivate is fantastic, right, for clearing away those barriers. So that's been great. Professionally, right, the book Spin Selling by Neil Rackham is fantastic for selling. Um, building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is fantastic oh, yeah. for figuring out marketing. Mm -hmm. So... Those are probably the biggest ones. Good list, man. Good, good, <laughs> solid list. Those are good. All right. I'm going uh, and, and to pause. And hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever 
been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. Just like when you said something, um, I recently spoke to someone else and uh, really they call um, millennials and Gen Zers the, the, the generation of the cheat code. And the reality is, um, it's funny because so much of, a, of the previous generations, like, you know, like, I, dude, I blistered my thumbs on the old Nintendos with the cross, you know, like the old, those old controllers with two buttons on the, on the right and the, and the crossbar yeah. on the left. And, and for the, a lot of us, it's like, yeah, I earned my way up to that and I fought my, and like, and there is, there is a, um, there is something about the battle of getting there, mm-hmm. but if you can get there without, the struggle why, why wouldn't you and i love right. that that it's almost like your generation is the one that's kind of figured that out of like it doesn't have to be hard i don't think yeah and, um why don't we cheat but i want to i want to pivot and go to a place that i think that you are you are an absolute um expert at and um as much as any of us can be an expert i think a lot of us uh prop ourselves up as that and <laughs> maybe maybe not so much but um you said we all like we all have a story to tell and a lot of times we're we're telling that to ourselves right and um the interesting thing is i'm putting myself now uh jonathan in in the mindset of of a leader and now i'm not this is this is a person where i don't probably have my own company um and it's just me i i maybe i work for someone else's company or maybe it is my company but i have many others and I have to not just deal with a story that's going on between my ears, but the one that's going on between theirs as well. And a lot of times we hire them and then we ignore them. We think that they have the same thing that we do, but they don't. And the most valuable thing that can ever happen is your people, lips are moving and they're communicating what you want them to say, but there's not a lot of us who are, um, who are helping them with the story and replaying the rerun of that story so that they get it clearly. And you are the expert, my friend at video and let's, we'll just call it using technology and leveraging technology to help others to have a message. So is, is, is broadly or specifically as you can imagine talking about that. I just, I I want you to man to, to, to maybe share a little bit about like, what are the methods you've seen? Talk to us about video and why video, why people need to be leveraging video, especially if they have maybe, maybe not everyone's on, under the same roof. So can you talk about story, right? And, and really in that story, and I, I'm kind of interpreting it from the, the uh, 
position of leaders relaying the story of their company to their employees, right? Relaying the values of their company, relaying the purpose of their company, the mission of their company, again, the company's story to people. Because ultimately, when people understand where they fit in a story, it helps give them a little bit more meaning to their work, a little bit more purpose to their work, yeah. right? And that is, I would you know, argue, one of, a, one of a leader's principal duties is to help people understand that story, see where they fit in that story, because that ultimately sets the tone for the culture of the whole organization, right? And leaders are, are 100% um, should be focused on that culture of the organization. The thing is, though, story and communication is very rich and very complex in, uh, in its nature. And a lot of the way we relay some of that is through nonverbal cues, right? Even just the way I'm speaking now, my tone has fluctuated quite a bit from this sentence to a sentence a few a little while ago, and you're pulling meaning from that, right? Human beings spent, you know, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of years of our time together, face to face, using our tone, our voice, our pace, our pitch, our body language, our facial features, and if you're like me, our hand gestures, like I can't talk without my hands, to relay information, and that seems to be the gateway to getting people to really understand and accept what you're saying. They've done research on TED Talks, right? And the absolute highest performing TED Talks are the ones where people were using lots of gestures and some of the lowest performing TED Talks that had very few gestures at all. You wouldn't think in a 17 minute talk where you're trying to like teach someone something, waving your hands around would matter, but it does. It helps us really feel the impact of the message. And I think it's not just an emotional feeling. I do think there's an understanding because there's a lot of things that us as human beings understand that we can't put into words. Mm -hmm. And if we're trying to share using only words, that side of the story is never going to come across, right? Mm -hmm. So the power of video, of course, is that it captures all of that. It captures the voice, the tone, the pace, the hand gestures, the facial features. All of that is captured. So I think not only does it resonate more emotionally with your employees when you're you know, sharing your story and get, uh, setting the cultural tone that way, but I really think they can understand the unspoken things. And a lot of times it's the unspoken things that matter, right? You look at a bunch of corporate mission statements you know, from like you know, 10 companies in a similar industry, you're going to see very similar corporate mission statements. Sure. The words are similar, but then you take you know, a day in any one of those offices experiencing that culture, it's all the nonverbal things that really carry the weight. And if you are a leader of a team of five, you know, maybe video is less important because you see those five people every single day and you can use your actual body to convey that. But as the organization starts to grow or if you have an organization that is spread out, right, and you have remote workers, it suddenly becomes so much more difficult to relay that story in a way that really hits home. And people hear your words and they'll nod your, their head, but if they can't get the whole communication, the whole picture that video set shows, I don't think they're going to really own that story so much. They're not going to feel that story, right? It's going to remain your story mm -hmm. and they're just doing what you tell them versus them internalizing it as their own story. Absolutely. And in, in, <laughs> I think all of us have had experience where someone has sent an email, right? And an email is completely devoid of, uh, of any type of emotion. Yeah. And the reality is, especially if you're delivering news or criticism or anything like that, um, you, you really need to do it face to face. If you can't do that, uh, there, there are ways that you can actually deliver those messages via video. And think about this. Uh, I can't remember now the name of the guy that did the study at GE, but it's less than 30% of an overall communication are the words. Less mm -hmm. than 30%. That means if you only give people words, you're missing out on the other 70%, right? Yeah. And 
and, and, yeah. right? It is hand gestures. It is facial. Like it's, it's what's happening here um, in the face. And the uh, author, I can't remember, but there was a book I read called The Pin Drop Principle. And the idea is, is that there are two messages that we're sharing simultaneously. There's the one we're saying and there's the one we're feeling. Yeah. And so video video lets you uh lets yeah. you do that and, and it doesn't matter like like you said it, like smaller teams might not need video so much but man i i actually think that more video um in in a lot of places if properly applied it doesn't matter what your team size is it's it's helpful for sure for sure so what, what well, are some places give me some give me some um some hows like how have you seen this done. I know you might, you mainly work in the world of sales and selling. Um, Jonathan, if, if you didn't hear him earlier, he works with a awesome company that, um, that I'm now, um, uh, utilizing called bomb bomb. And, um, you know, so I know you normally see this in, in the parameters of sales, but how have you seen this applied or how can you imagine this applied from a leader or from a team perspective or from a culture enhancing perspective? Well, and that's it, right? Uh, I think most leaders do and, and certainly should see their number one goal is setting the culture and the tone for an organization. Because when you set that culture and that tone, you can attract the best people through your culture, you can retain the best people through your culture, and ultimately you can get the best out of people while they're there. I mean, there is a huge, huge span between doing your job and keeping your job and being in good graces and maximizing your potential and pushing the limits of what you're capable of. There's a huge realm, right? And a lot of times leaders will just get employees who are doing their job and think, okay, well, that's, that's all we can do. But I would say most of the people I see around me, and, and understand, I work at Bomb. I'm one of the companies with the best cultures around, and I still see people around me who I don't think are nearly maximizing their potential, who are nearly fully engaged, right, and delivering the best they can do for the organization. And again, we're one of the best companies there is out there. So I think as a leader, the extent to which your organization can grow and crush it and, and do new things and you know um, find success comes down to the ability you have to create and maintain the right culture. And again, video is just a more effective way to do that. So for example, um, video is a great way to welcome new employees to the organization. So depending on the size of your organization, you might literally send every new employee a video of yourself or maybe, you know, just, uh, you know, do it in batches, right? Each month say, hey, just want to announce everyone to the company. We had these five people join us, want to welcome them and stuff like that. But that immediately sets the tone. These new employees, because every time you start with a company, you're wondering, all right, this company seems pretty cool on the outside, but like once I get here, am I going to like find all the dirt on them and write? Even myself, when I joined BombBomb, I read all the great, amazing reviews about BombBomb and how great a company it was. And I walked into it going, okay, well, that's cool. What's the real BombBomb like? Let's see, right? right? And I don't think it took very long for me to realize, oh no, that is the real bomb bomb, right? That is actually legitimate. What you see, you know, written online, it's not just a story we make up for ourselves as employees. It's the real way the company is. So, uh, you know, announcing new hires, um, offering congratulations, whether you're doing public congratulations or private congratulations, again, a simple video conveys so much emotion. Um, when you're delivering, uh, you know, news to the organization, whether it's good news or, you know, just changes in your processes or even bad news for the organization, people pick up so much about the company based on how the leaders go about delivering the news, right? And again, if you can get everyone in a room and do this in person, that's best. However, if you have remote employees or have a large organization and that's not realistic, a video of yourself saying, all right, guys, we took a hit. Here's where we took a hit. Here's how we're going to have to rally. 
that sets the tone for that culture. And people pick up cues on that, right? Cues about, you know, how the company handles failure and how the company handles accountability and how the company handles risks that were taken that didn't pay off, right? And those, those video messages honestly help people figure out what kind of organization they're working in, right? More than really uh, anything else does. Here at BombBomb, our, our, our leadership very routinely sends out videos to announce updates and changes and surveys we're doing and, you know, uh, you know, talking about bad news and good news and all of it. And most of us, you know, have never had a chance to really interact very much with our CEO and founder, right? We got like 160 employees. So, uh, you know, a lot of us don't get that face time, but I don't think there's a single one of us who would pass by our president or CEO and not, you know, smile and wave and say hi and feel pretty relaxed because mm. we see them so regularly on video, we oh, know what no. type of people they are. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Where I remember being, I used to work in Verizon and every time some of the big weeks would come by the store, it's like you'd give a stiff, awkward handshake and the whole time <laughs> you're sitting there going, okay, well, what do we do now? I gotta like, you know, make sure I, uh, I don't do anything stupid and right. I don't really know what to say to these people. And it was just, it was stiff and awkward and uncomfortable where I can walk by the CEO of my company and feel, you know, fairly comfortable just saying hi to him. Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on, right? So, you know, everything, right? You know, I've, I've also seen here at BombBomb, we use it for thanking people, whether it's thanking individuals or even sometimes, you know, the CEO will come out and thank the whole organization, right? Um, I know a lot of our onboarding is video content, right? So again, rather than just reading through manuals or let's be real, never reading the manual, you, you know, watch a series of videos, which explains what the company is all about and tells that story. You, all, every one of us gets a chance to watch a video of Connor, our CEO, talking about how BombBomb was born, what we had to do to get here and why we exist. Mm -hmm. And again, there's so much emotion in that. Most people are pretty clear, you know, by the time they're, you know, seven days in as an employee, what we're all about, what our culture is like. So yeah, I mean, I would say uh, everything about video helps you relay that tone, which helps you set the culture. Yeah, and, and um, there is, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that, um, you know, human touch, right? It, does, it doesn't negate the necessity of that. We have to do that. But the, the, yeah. the question I ask myself is like, at, at some point, like that's not scalable. You can't talk to every single person yep. and, um, in, 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 a, in, a, in a meaningful way in a company, especially as your company gets larger and you have a job to do. Yeah. So, um, but using, using video appropriately, um, having one-on-one -on -one discussions appropriately, and there are other tools, frankly, and I'll share one at the end and how uh, I have companies use it called Marco Polo. Yeah, that's a great app. I think is a phenomenal way to also, again, just utilize and leverage the technology that's out there to help you to make sure, sure that you're communicating. Yeah. Well, Zoom is one of those tools, right? And you know, I happen to sell BombBomb, but I tell you, if right? I wasn't selling BombBomb, I'd be selling Zoom because <laughs> Zoom's an incredible, incredible product um, that again, accomplishes the same thing. Because what video does, and I think I'm, I'm probably stealing this from, from our CMO, CPAS, and I think it's the first place I heard it, but <clears throat> what video does is it creates emotional and psychological proximity in the absence of physical proximity, right? And again, Zoom does that, BombBomb through video email does that. If you have everyone running on Marco Polo, that does that. So that's just the power of video in general, right. however you use it. Say that again, that's gonna be a little clip I'm putting on my phone, so, so say it again, video what? Yeah, so video creates emotional and psychological proximity in the absence of physical proximity. Mm, love it. And yeah, that's, that's what it's all about for sure. It, well, right, it's, it's about connect. Like if you are not synchronized with your people, you're gonna, like it's, you're not going to be going towards the same mission. Everyone's going to be doing their own thing and you're just going to be out of whack. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to bring something to you. 
I was, um, I was dealing with a leader. I can't tell how it was maybe a year ago. And this person, it was almost like a slight. I'm like, you need to be using video and here's how you're doing, you know, like, and, and so we, we kind of went through the things and I'm like, I know, but I just don't like looking at myself in the camera like you do. And so I don't know if they're like saying, I don't like how I look. Or if they were saying like, oh, you're a narcissist. So yeah, of course you like seeing yourself on, on, on video all the time. And uh, which it's not that at all um, for me. I mean, I'm okay. I don't mind looking at myself. <laughs> but, but I want you to now take me into the mind because getting started and using this, it can be like, it's like, I think video is the one thing, whether it's sales or leadership, people know they should be doing, but it just seems like a bear. Yeah. How can you take that bear down, man? Yeah, for sure. Well, where it stems from is we spend 99.99% of our life being on the inside looking out at the world, right? Very rare. We're suddenly placed on the outside looking back in, and that's just weird, right? Um, it is. And uh, so there's the appearance thing, right? Uh, a lot of us, too, another problem is that sound waves traveling through jawbones and flesh to an eardrum sound different than sound waves traveling through air, meaning your voice sounds very different than the voice you think you have. That was my big hang-up, dude. When I first saw myself on video, I literally looked around at the people around me and said, guys, I'm so sorry. If you had told me my voice sounded like that, I would have stopped talking years ago. I wouldn't have put you through that because that is hideous. Why didn't you tell me? I would have stopped talking and learned sign language out of courtesy to you guys because that is a terrible voice. One of the, uh, one of the first podcast interviews I did, it was actually um, you know, last year with Elise, uh, Elise Archer. And I remember listening to that podcast when it got aired and I was really excited to listen to it. I couldn't wait to share it out to my network and I listened to it and I felt for a good hour this like embarrassment and this shame and I didn't want to share it with people because my voice was so nasally and disgusting and awful and I was just ashamed of it and I was like I don't want to share this this is hideous right which of course is ridiculous because people know what I sound like I post my videos on LinkedIn all the time people right. I work with hear my voice all the time <laughs> it's not a secret Jonathan I can't hear you bud I don't know what just happened I hit the mute button with my hand. Thank okay. God for after right. so e editing, back, right? You're so excited. You're like, I don't want you to hear my voice. And so you hit mute on me. <laughs> Ironic. All right. Yes. So how, I guess, bring me to the psychology though of like a new leader who knows they are, or, or even a salesperson because um, like, right, salespeople, leader, and they know they have to, how can they overcome? And you, you've mentioned a couple of the barriers, whether it's like hearing my own voice or being on the inside versus the outside. What are some practical steps we can take to actually to use this stuff? Yeah, no, that's absolutely. Cause that's very important because getting started with video, there's real psychological and mental barriers there, right? More than really any other thing, because when you're using video, what you're all doing, especially simple personal videos like BombBomb or something like, you know, Zoom, you're very much showing up authentically unedited, raw as you are, rather than the polished version of yourself you like to present to the world, right? So it's not even about using a new piece of technology. It's to an extent about shifting the way you approach the world and the way you approach business and the way you mm. show up in a professional context. Mm. And that's the way a lot of people struggle. A lot of people when they get started with Bomb Bomb are asking, well, can I edit my videos and can I produce my videos and can I have a nice fancy background because I don't want them to see like my cluttered office. And it's like video isn't just about video, right? And, and, and honestly, I've seen a lot of people do amazing things with Bomb Bomb. I've seen some people not do too well with Bomb Bomb. And the people who are absolutely 
winning with video in every sense of the word are the ones who aren't just using video as a new cool technology. They're ones who are using video to show up authentically as they are and be real with people. They're being real with their employees. They're being real with their prospects. They're being real with their customers. And that involves mistakes and that involves cluttered offices in the background. That involves kind of having to clear your throat or, uh, you know, it involves having to, to lose track of your words, right, in these videos. So, First off, there has to be a certain willingness before you start using video of saying, you know what, I'm okay with showing up as I am. I'm okay with people seeing the real me, not the polished mm -hmm. version of myself I put on social media. And the people who adopt that mentality and use video, absolutely crush it with video. The people who still hold on to that polish and that pizzazz and try to script things out, they do okay with video, but ultimately a lot of that power is, is, is drained of it. Mm. So practical steps that I found are really helpful, right? Um, so one of the things a lot of people say, especially with video email, right? Probably less through Zoom, but with a video email, they say, all right, I have an idea what I wanna say. I press play, I look at the camera lens, and they figure what they were gonna say, right? They lose it. Um, so I always tell people, quick little cheat, you know, write down three main talking points, put it in a post-it note right next to the camera lens. No one can really tell if your eye moves from the camera lens to the post-it note. It's not a script, but it's two to three talking points. So if you lose your place halfway through the video, you can remember it, right? That helps. Uh, people who really hate seeing themselves on camera, you can shrink the size of the window you see yourself in, right? With a bomb bomb video, I think by default, our window's like that big. You can shrink that sucker down to like one inch by one inch. If I was in this Zoom call with you and I hated how I looked, I could shrink this Zoom you know, window down to pretty small as well. Mm -hmm. So you can just focus on delivering your message and not see yourself out of the corner of your eye talking, right? <laughs> so that certainly helps. Uh, something that I actually learned um, from my work with uh, Elise Archer, because she does a lot of stuff helping people you know, with their video confidence as well, is that you have to enter into the mindset that this video is not for you. If you're welcoming a new employee to your company, that's not about you. That's not for you. It's for them. If you're reaching out to say congratulations or you know, uh, on a promotion you just got, Again, that has nothing to do with you. It's not about how good you look or don't look. It's about the recipient. Mm -hmm. Taking this to the extreme, imagine this. Imagine you're sitting there and you see someone who's on their phone. They're about to walk in the path of oncoming traffic. You wouldn't care about how graceful you looked as you stopped them and saved them from walking down coming traffic because it's not about you. It's about them. So the less extreme version, video is the same thing, right? If you want to teach and educate and provide value or you know, provide people with a nice, warm, happy feeling by saying, hey, I appreciate you. You're the best. Video is about them. It almost doesn't matter how you look or how you come across or how professional you are because this whole thing isn't about you at all. It's about the recipient. So if you can focus on them and focus on providing value to them and focus on the, the effects you're having on the recipient, it helps you get out of your own head to the point where you're not saying, oh man, look at my hair or man, I tripped over my words or something like that. that is so that's a really good mindset shift. I, well, I love it. I love it because this is the purpose-driven executive and what you've done, if you, you've actually tied this and presented the case that this is actually about authenticity yeah. and and we are <clears throat> we're either showing up as ourselves or let's let's be real probably a variation of ourselves because the sure. self that you are now is a little bit different than you are when you're with your kid right so sure. the same guy different different um different version of that uh, but i love it man you are entering in as yourself if we have to remember these roles that are so drastically different from our true self the one that has to look perfect and, you know, first off, no one's interested. Yeah. <laughs> have a BS detector. Yeah. We want real. Yeah. Next off, you're not inspiring anybody. You're just bringing fear to people. Oh, yeah. I love, I just, I love it. Um, like being able to um, 
man, just, just really connect with your authentic self and say, it's not about me. It's actually about you. And that's, dude, that's the reason why hopefully we're in business and we're in leadership because it's not about us. It's about, it's about them. So that's strong and powerful. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to let you back clean up here and we're going to say goodbye and I'm going to leave all of your information and, and contact stuff or actually, um, at the end, you can tell us how you'd like to be contacted. But um, I'm going to give you a choice of one of two questions, okay? All right. So, all right. So you can either address the one video that everyone need, must have in their organization. I don't care if it's sales. I don't care. what. Like if you were to start, if the company doesn't have any videos, like the one video and just a real quick, simple, like you're, you're a coach, so coach us through that, what that one video would be, all right? Or we'll just call it the first video, okay? And then the other option, so option B, is getting used to looking at this camera thing because it, it's most people don't see it as a human face and they just look at themselves in, their, in, 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 in terms of the video. So looking here, my little secret is I put little eyeballs on top of mine. I actually, there we go. Yep. I'm going to invent um, something that actually uh, where, I, where I print those off and sell those to all over the world. But there we um, go. So you can take on one of those two things for your, for your final question. And we're going to wrap it up and, and say goodbye. Well, don't tell me what to do, Don. I'm going to answer both. Um, it should be pretty quick. <laughs> so the, the one videos you should start with, the best place to start is gratitude and appreciation videos. If you're a salesperson, express gratitude and appreciation to your best customers, to those who have sent you referrals, to those who have you know, made an impact in your life. Gratitude and appreciation. If you're a sales organization or a sales leader, right, or even just you know a leader of any kind, express appreciation to the people in the company who make it all possible. Express appreciation and gratitude to those who have taught you the most. But that's where you always want to start. That kind of gets you a little more comfortable on camera, um, and it also helps really see, helps show you the power of video early on before you ever start selling with this. Yeah, script it. That's it. Uh, now, as far as getting comfortable looking at the camera lens, one of the most effective things you can do is just send videos to yourself. You're driving home and you go, oh, shoot, this is good. This is a good idea. I got to remember this tomorrow. Like, well, okay, maybe not when you're driving, but uh, you know, when you get home, bust out the phone and just send a video to yourself. If you don't have bomb, you can just take the video and leave it on your camera roll. If you have bomb, you can send it to yourself. But there's a certain skill set involved in being able to stare at a camera lens and still form coherent thoughts, right? And that's a barrier. And you can overcome that barrier yourself. Or, hey, I need to buy milk, eggs, and broccoli at the grocery store tomorrow. Like, simple voice memos, basically, but use a video for it. So for a lot of people, that's how they get started. They say, all right, my first 10 videos, I'm just going to send to myself so I can get used to talking to a camera lens. And then from there, you move up to your gratitude and appreciation videos. And then from there, you graduate on to your selling videos. Love it. I love it. And, and actually, um, I'm going to end up with this. And by the way, I'm an advocate for, um, for you guys. Um, I've been using some of the other free resources. And there are some, some free resources. Uh, Loom, uh, I've used Vidyard. And yeah. I've got to tell you, like, I've really enjoyed uh, my experience already with BombBomb. Uh, so this is a non-paid promotion, but uh, it makes me feel <laughs> like, listen, when you're doing something and it makes you feel magic, like, you need to do that. And so yeah. being able to be, I feel like a ninja with, with some of the videos I've been sending out and getting great results in terms of sales and appointments and stuff like that. Um, that being said, if you're leading a team, you need to check out. I'm going to have a, a course online for how to utilize as a matter of fact one of my uh, one of my partners created an actual full course on it how to use marco polo to lead your team and so these this is just a video walkie-talkie and where you you create a video and it goes out to your team and you can encourage everyone at the same time and if any of them have questions instead of them coming to you they can marco polo it and it goes out to the whole group 
and people can yeah. answer, they can share good news. And it's just a neat way to build a video community to where it's not just you as a leader doing it. You have other people, you know, kind of firing it back um, all around. That is a, that's a free resource. I definitely uh, love and appreciate BombBomb. Of course, if you're meeting with anyone over, um, over a distance, you need to be using Zoom, which is what uh, you and I are using right now. It's, it's the best. Yeah. Listen, there's no excuse. This stuff is so easy. Click a button. <laughs> Get over yourself. Stop. It's not about you. I love, I love that message, Jonathan. It's not about you. It's about those that you're helping. And that's why we're here, man. Tell us how we can reach you and, uh, and we'll say goodbye. Yeah, certainly. So you can email me directly, right? Jonathan.mahan at bombbomb.com. There's no unnecessary H's in Jonathan, just J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. Uh, Mahan is dot M-A-H-A-N and at bombbomb.com, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. Um, you can also just find me on LinkedIn too, right? I post very regularly there about, you know, video best practices, stuff of that nature. Um, I'm fairly responsive to messages there. So if you search on Jonathan Mahan, BombBomb LinkedIn into Google, I'm, I'm sure I'll come up. So uh, either one of those ways. And again, if you uh, want to talk about BombBomb, right, I sell that product. I'd love to talk about it. But even if you just want ideas on getting more comfortable on camera or ideas for social media, I don't mind giving anybody 15 minutes of my time to chat with them. That's, uh, that's not the part of my job I get paid for, but it's part of my job I enjoy the most. So you're not going to bother me by saying, hey, can I take 15 minutes of your time to, to chat? And I'll certainly do that willingly. Lights, camera, action. Jonathan, thanks for hanging with us today, my friend. Well, thank you for having me, Don. I certainly uh, enjoyed this conversation, as, I'm, as I knew I would. 